Welcome to the ABLE podcast. I am your host, Courtney, and I'm so excited to be launching the first episode. Today, we're going to be talking about my story. I felt like it was only fair that I told a little bit about me before we dive into other people's experiences and journeys. So we're going to take a deeper look at my life and what experiences shaped who I am. So we're just going to kick it off. I mean, today we're going to be talking about, um, obviously, the sexual abuse trauma I experienced. If you follow me on the Able Press, that is kind of the line that even inspired this podcast, The Irreplaceable Line. Just coming out and sharing my story healed so much of me and has kind of spun into this idea of this podcast sharing stories because I've had so many people reach out to me thanking me for coming out and sharing my story and I wanted to also give people a platform to share their own story so anyway let's dive into me as a child (laughs) I am the oldest of three girls I definitely think my parents were very strict and it's interesting because I think as parents you can only parent to the best of your ability of what you have experienced in your past. So like what you grew up with is kind of your foundation for how you want to parent your children. So my parents obviously parented beautifully. (laughs) I mean, no one's perfect because I am a beautiful person, obviously. (laughs) So, I mean, no one's perfect. I can't even imagine the trauma that I'm going to put on my kids I mean lord knows but yeah they were very strict growing up like we did not there were a lot of boundaries there were a lot of I didn't have a lot of personal space (laughs) but it is what it is and I went to Catholic school kindergarten through eighth grade I mean Catholic school in itself is a traumatic experience I have like two crazy stories from Catholic school that I'm just going to share with you guys. I almost wrote them into my favorite murder because they were just like so wild. But the truth is like this kind of shit happens in so many Catholic schools, (laughs) which is terrible. But when I was in first grade, the priest that was there, like the resident priest or whatever, he was sexually abusing an eighth grader which is wild and the principal and like some of the teachers covered up the abuse that was happening and I don't remember exactly when it ended up coming out but yeah that was happening and I think the priest went to prison I'll have to fact check that I think he was like bopped around like they do and then he ended up going to prison I don't know something crazy and Also, while I was there, this is separate from that experience or that situation, there was a choir teacher that had come from New York, but he had murdered his partner 
that he was like living with in New York. He stabbed him 27 times, fled the state, and came to a suburb of Illinois to teach choir at a Catholic school. Like, how fucked up is that? So that is like the toxic environment that we went to school in. So when I also when I was in first grade, I that is when I was I started being sexually abused and I feel very called to even like dive into this deeper even deeper than I had on um my introduction of the irreplaceable line just because this is such a passionate subject for me it is something that I am like healing from and will be for the rest of my life like it's just something that I'm learning and growing with and yeah, it started when I was seven years old. And I just want to talk about this because I feel like when people think of sexual abuse, they think of like a creepy old man, but it really could be anyone. And I'm not saying that to scare you or like instill fear in you. It's a fact. And I'm just trying to educate people on this because I was sexually abused by a friend's older sibling. And it had happened multiple times whenever I had would go over to that person's house. But I think this is important because I was so ashamed and scared and frightened and felt like I could never tell anyone about this when I started to get PTSD over this in college. Like I had blocked it out of my brain for so long and then it came back in college like I would get flashbacks and be so triggered by this whole situation but I feel like it's so important for me to share like those details I'm not going to go any further into that but just so you know it's not who you typically think it is and the stat that I like pulled up before I recorded this is 40% of children who are sexually abused are abused by older or more powerful children which is terrifying. So my one of my goals in life, and also it is kind of comforting for me because I a part of me was like, oh my God, I never want to tell anyone the details of this because it's so strange and so unbelievable. But looking at that fact, it's like it is it happens more than we even know, and no one's talking about it. So I think discussions need to happen and people need to know this information because as especially as a a mom of young children we're sending our kids to daycare or school or you know kindergarten preschool and they're young but they need to be educated in the proper way so that they feel in control of their bodies and can address any situation that they feel uncomfortable in even though it is not our child's job to not be sexually abused I mean that's just ridiculous to even think that like it is important that we educate our children to know their body parts and the proper way to speak about them and to speak up when they are uncomfortable they do not have to hug every single aunt and uncle in their family they do not have to kiss goodbye they do not have to be tickled when they don't want to be tickled and it starts at those little things to empower them to say no to the bigger things so this is just something that I am super passionate about and 
feel felt like I should also share my story because just that situation in itself has empowered me to do my own research and teach my children and hopefully that enforces a ripple effect on other people I'm actually going to be taking a course in um, child safety like a five-day intensive coming up later in July where I'll be learning the proper way to educate children my own children um, ages three to six on when they go off to school by themselves like information I don't obviously know I haven't taken it yet but all the different ways that I can feel prepared to educate my children so that they feel empowered and safe in their new environments because going to school is a scary thing to begin with and um, just so they can be safe and feel prepared so yeah I feel like me talking about my sexual abuse is a huge part of like my purpose and journey in life so that is another reason why I wanted to share my story today not just traumatic catholic school experiences (laughs) but anyway besides that after um after grade school I went to a public high school so that transition in itself was kind of like a culture shock for me I feel like in catholic school you are in such a bubble and it's so religious and then all of a sudden I felt like I was just plop dropped into like a completely new environment totally new faces, totally new experiences that I had never come in contact with in like the Catholic school setting. So I feel like my high school experience is just me trying to like fit in, but also be like a really good student and just a balance of like, how do I please my parents and how do I like be cool? (laughs) And it's really sad because I used to look back on my high school experience and be embarrassed of like some of the choices that I made or the things that I did. And now I just hold a lot of space for that version of myself because at that time I I did not, I was like suppressing my grade school experience and my abuse and like just really trying to fit in like I was trying so hard and I was obviously bottling up a lot of emotions and things in my body and was just trying to fit in I I don't know how else to describe it but that and I would kind of like morph into like any situation and pull out the version of myself that would like fit into that situation I don't know if that makes sense but that's how I see it and looking back on it now I'm just like oh my gosh poor Courtney like not pity myself but I look back on it and I'm like yeah I mean I understand why you you were that way and I understand like why you may have made some of the decisions that you did because you just were not emotionally prepared for that stuff I don't know (laughs) I don't know if that makes any sense and this is me just like reflecting on that experience But anyway, at the end of high school, I met Chris. Chris and I actually met in high school. And we did long distance college and got married and have kids. So yeah, we, Chris has known me through a lot of stages of my life and bless him for that. He's seen me in like 
many different versions of myself, which is really cool. And we've experienced so many things together and bless his heart. He's amazing. And in college, I started to experience PTSD and gosh, what a messed up environment to start experiencing PTSD in because I did not tell anyone. Of course, I was kind of like dealing with these intense flashbacks in an environment where there was a ton of alcohol, which is kind of like insane. I wish I had had the strength to like reach out to someone then and seek help, but I did not. (laughs) I was way too scared to talk to anyone about this. And it was not a conversation that was openly talked about, even as it is now. This is like pre-Me Too movement and pre-like women empowerment. It was just kind of like a different time even, which is crazy because I feel like college was yesterday, but I'm much older than I think I am. (laughs) And I just remember even at a point, my parents like reaching out and being like, should we be worried about you? Like I was drinking a lot, like not in a healthy mental state. But at the time, I didn't know I was having PTSD. So yeah, I mean, it was just scary. I I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, college was the best time in my life. But I would definitely not go back and experience that again, because it was terrifying. Or I would do it a different way. And I would reach out and ask for help. But after college, (laughs) things died down. It was not, I was not in that type of like drinking environment. And Chris and I got married. We had Harper and Harper was born in 2019, right? Like right as she was about to turn one COVID hit. And I feel like COVID was the biggest blessing in disguise. Obviously, absolutely terrible. But it forced me as a person to slow down and really evaluate my life and like look back and really finally face emotions internally that I had never felt before. And I still hadn't, wasn't talking to anyone about anything, but I was finally like in my head beginning to process these emotions and it's really interesting. I read this, I, or first I watched this documentary because (laughs) that's all we were doing during that time. I watched this documentary on Netflix or it was like a docu-series from Gwyneth Paltrow, um, the Goop series. And on one of the episodes, she had a psychic medium on, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but she had written a book called Signs. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to read that book. I've always felt very spiritually connected. And you'll notice that by some of the people that I have on the podcast as well. I'm going to have a couple people on that are also very spiritual. But I have always felt very spiritually connected. I, my grandma passed away when I was like 18 and I would see her in my dreams all the time and like smell her perfume every now and then and like hear her voice. And I always thought I was like a little crazy. It's like, I'm never going to tell anyone about this. This is nuts. And I watched the Goop series and was like, oh my gosh, 
I can finally relate to something. <laughs> and I ended up reading this woman's book and it's called Signs. And it was incredible. Like I read this book and like related it to my grandma and was just like, wow, this is so powerful. So I then kind of started on this spiritual journey of like, what do I believe in? Because my whole life I was like told I believe in Catholicism, but I was told that like I never actually believed in any of that. I was like very terrified of God actually because of Catholic school. Like God was a terrifying thing because I felt like if I did anything wrong, oh my God, God hates me type of situation that the Catholic church puts on you. And I'm not here to like bash on the Catholic church, whatever you believe in, that is your right. And you are right for whatever you believe in. So I began like the spiritual journey, discovering like what I believe in. And there was a part of me that was like, you need to go see a psychic medium. So then I started researching psychic mediums and I ended up finding someone that was in Elmhurst. Her name is Anita. She's definitely coming on the podcast. So be on the lookout for that. But she, um, what, oh, we'll go through her process when she comes on the podcast. But I went with my mom and my sister because I was like, does anyone want to come with me? I was kind of scared to go by myself. And this is during COVID at a point where I had, Chris and I moved in with my family for a little bit because we were like in between moving out of the city, moving to the suburbs. So while we were living at my parents, I was like, I really want to see a second medium. Does anyone want to come with me? My younger sister, Megan, and my mom went with me. And it was so crazy. During my reading, she did 30 minutes for each of us and we kind of all sat in the room together. And during my reading, at the end of the reading, she was like, something in your childhood that happened to you is like very triggering to you and you don't even realize how triggering it it is. And I instantly knew what she was talking about, but it was insane because I've literally never told anyone this in my life. And I pretended like I didn't know what she was talking about. And I was just like, wow, I'm not going to discuss this right now. Sorry, there's something in my throat. And I ended up booking a separate session by myself with her to kind of be like, oh my gosh, how did you know about this? This is insane. So that validated like a ton of things for me and finally like let me release a lot of emotions that I literally had sunk so deep inside of me that I never thought I would ever share this information with anyone. But obviously there is a purpose for everything and yeah, here we are now. So Anita is now a good friend of mine. Like I consider her as like a a mentor almost like she is so wonderful. And I ended up going to therapy afterwards and journaling and meditating and listening to sound baths. So I definitely kicked off a healing journey from there. And when I was pregnant with Piper, I decided I wanted to start my own business. I have always wanted a paper company. I remember telling like people at old jobs I had, like one day I'll have a paper company. Like I am obsessed with rifle rifle paper company. And I was like, I'm going to be a sassier, edgier rifle paper company. (laughs) So yeah, I started the Able Press 
and I couldn't be more proud of it. I was just like so passionate and so excited. And I was seven months pregnant with Piper when I started. And I started with postpartum cards like I talked about in my trailer for the podcast. And yeah, I just love my business so much. Like it is just fully passion projects and everything that I am learning in life. I'm like putting into artwork and creating. So it's super exciting. But I want to say it was October of last year when the idea came into my head of like, you need to create art to help heal yourself and heal others to talk about your sexual abuse because it just came to me and I was like, oh my God, that's terrifying, but it's such a good idea. Don't even know where it came from, but it was such a good idea and I need to do this, but I was terrified and I was really scared to like share this idea with my family because I had just kind of dived deep and talked to all of them about the abuse and then I kind of just laid it on them that like, I'm going to turn this into art and I'm going to put it out in the world. And I'm just blown away by my family and how supportive they have been in like every step of this. I'm going to like start crying because they they are just like incredible people and I'm so thankful for them. (laughs) And they were all like, okay, I can't wait to buy a scarf. I am so excited for you. I am so proud of you. And it was just everything. So no matter how scared you are to share your story, do it. Because being your most authentic self is the most important thing in life. So even if you're scared you're going to lose people in your life, don't be. I know it's like jumping off a cliff (laughs) because it really is. But you will see people's true colors like you never have before, which is really cool. (laughs) Scary, but really cool. Yeah. So, wow. I just got like super emotional about that. I didn't, I wasn't expecting to get really emotional about that, but I mean, that's life, man. Life is crazy, but like so beautiful at the same time. Yeah. I mean, and it's so cool being a mom. I didn't even touch on postpartum. I mean, I have a lot of people on about postpartum, I feel like, because that was such a turning point in my life. Like, having children. (laughs) Like, what a crazy thing. That's, like, one of the craziest things I've ever done is having a kid. I mean, birth in itself is wild. And then becoming a mom and just, like, being in charge of a life and helping raise a soul is wild and one of the most rewarding things I've ever done but I mean Harper and Piper are just like the cutest kids ever I'm I mean god it's like a draining draining job but they're so cool like I love seeing how creative Harper is I mean if you follow me on Instagram you'll know how much I love a tablescape (laughs) for every occasion I am just like I go balls to the wall decorating I really can't help myself and I love to be creative so I love putting together like a good tablescape 
And actually over Chris's birthday, Harper like out of nowhere pulled out like a dish towel and laid it over a side table and pulled out these fake flowers and put them down and put out her tea set on this little side table. I was like, mom, look at my tea set. I'm like, oh my God, she is mimicking everything I do. It is so cute. (laughs) But that's why it's so important to set a good example for your children because they are watching everything and they are doing everything that you do. So, I mean, that's not easy. So I'm just trying my best living life, trying to be a better person every day. And it's fucking hard, but we're all in this together, right? (laughs) So if you made it this far and you listened to all of that, I want to thank you. And that is like a skimmed version of who I am and things I've been through. So thank you for listening. And I am so excited to have people on and share their stories. And next week, I'm going to have Anita on and she is going to come talk about her past, how she became a psychic medium and her process and the things that she is doing. So stay tuned for that. I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you.